Hachette Digital presents The Death of a Mafia Don by Michele Jutari, read by Sean Barrett. Part 1. The Attack According to Pliny the Elder, the basilisk is a small snake less than eight inches long, but by far the deadliest of creatures, highly poisonous and able to kill with a glance. Chapter 1 When Officer Franchi saw the unmistakable figure of Chief Superintendent Ferrara, the light raincoat, the impeccable blue suit, the inevitable half-smoked Toscano cigar in his mouth, leaning on the left-hand parapet of the Ponte di Santa Trinita waiting for him, he cursed under his breath and checked the time, first by the swatch he wore on his wrist, then on the dashboard clock in the brand-new Alfa Romeo 156 from the headquarters pool. Both showed 7.40, which meant he wasn't late, but Ferrara was early, as usual. He drew up at the curb. Good morning, Sebastiano, Ferrara said, getting in the car and shifting the pile of newspapers Frankie had left for him on the back seat. Good morning, Chief, Frankie replied, turning immediately onto the Lungarno Corsini, from where he would take the next bridge, the Ponte alla Caraia. Well, maybe not so good, he added, seeing the banks of dark clouds advancing threateningly from the direction of the Parco delle Cascine. I think you're right, the head of the squadra mobile replied, his glance falling on the front page headline in the Corriere della Sera of that Monday, October the 1st, 2001. Countdown to attack on Afghanistan. British sources, only a few hours to go, threatening silence from USA. Blair, conclusive evidence against Osama. From our Washington correspondent. The attack on Afghanistan will begin in the next 48 hours, according to British sources quoted in the London Observer. The targets will be Osama bin Laden's training camps and hideouts and the Taliban air force and missile positions. The offensive will begin with a massive, Seems to me it'll start before we get in. What will? Ferrara asked, not sure what he meant. The rain, the driver replied. And to confirm this, there came a muffled roll of thunder from the distance. Ferrara smiled. If only the one problem facing him that day was rain. But the day had already been ruined for him by the prospect of the mass of work waiting for him at headquarters. The end of an investigation always leaves a long trail of reports to be completed, charges to be formalized, evidence to be sifted through, statements to be taken, all the myriad formalities and documents which reminded Ferrara of the old proverb about guests and fish stinking after three days. Many more days than that had passed since August's massive operation, an operation that had put an end to the drugs ring masterminded by the mafioso Salvatore La Prua, otherwise known as Gitturi, had seen the same La Prua arrested for the murder of the journalist Claudia Pizzi, and had swept like a cyclone through the top echelons of the prosecutor's department of Florence, leaving his friend Anna Giulietti in temporary charge as acting prosecutor. "'Have you seen the papers, Chief?' Frankie asked as he turned on to the Lungarno Soderini. "'Yes, more stormy weather there. Poor bastards. If I joined the Carabinieri as I'd planned, they might have sent me over there. It gives me the shivers just thinking of it. My mother would be sick with worry.' He chuckled. "'She crosses herself every time she sees me in my police uniform.' She's convinced our job is the most dangerous in the world. All right you are, Sebastiano. 
You should tell my wife she's just the same. She sees dangers everywhere, and the longer I stay in the job, the worse she gets. She keeps telling me it's time I put on carpet slippers and did the crossword, or wrote my memoirs. For heaven's sake, Chief, I'll tell her the head of the Squadron Mobile is living the life. The trouble is, women watch too many thrillers where the police solve everything at gunpoint. If only my mother knew the biggest danger I face is having to change a tyre. They had just passed the Red Cross building when Ferrara's mobile phone rang. He glanced at the display and saw a name he had only recently added to his address book. La Prua's lawyer, Silverio Liuzza, who had been bombarding him with ambiguous messages lately. Ferrara was surprised. It was only 7.46, an unusual time for a phone call from a lawyer. He surely couldn't be in his office at this hour. Better to stop the car, he thought. That way they could talk at ease and not run the risk of losing the...